Hello and welcome to this podcast from Nutri Ingredients. My name is Nikki Hancock, section editor for Nutri Ingredients, and in this podcast I speak to Joe Wellstead, who's the CEO and founder of Motion Nutrition. In this conversation, we discuss his thoughts on the growing consumer interest in botanical and cognitive health-focused ingredients, as well as discussing his opinions on wearables and on mental health in general. But before jumping into all that, Joe gave us a brief introduction to himself and his company. Uh, my name is Joe Wellstead. I'm a former professional swimmer. I was a Commonwealth Games finalist in 2014 after spending five years training and studying at the University of Stirling. And in 2016, I co-founded Motion Nutrition, originally specializing in organic sports supplements, and over the last couple of years, really focusing more and more on helping people deal with stress, sleep, and energy, so important for so many people, whether you're an athlete or somebody who works 9 to 5 and wants to still have space and time and energy in their life for socializing, family life, exercising, and and whatever you want to do. My... um, real passion for this kicked in from my sporting background, which is why I always start from there uh, and mention it right at the start. Uh, when I was an athlete, you know, the whole your whole life becomes around about your performance. And so you start to, being, to be very scrutinizing about every single piece of your lifestyle. And that includes, of course, your diet and, of course, supplements. So I spent a lot of time researching and just looking for the newest things, best products out there, and was always quite disappointed. Um, with, you know, back in 2010 to 2014, kind of low-quality ingredients, low-quality products. And I think that's where a real frustration came. And I I thought, let's see if it's possible to change that. So you started off very much sports nutrition products focused. um, But like you say, you've you've kind of moved more towards these nootropic supplements. Can you tell us a bit more about those nootropic supplements specifically and why is it those are more the focus now? Yeah, you know, we don't actually dwell too much on the word nootropic um, because, mm. you know, that, that it actually ends up being just, um, you know, the sort of medium. The, the goal is what we're focusing on mostly. And the goal is to help people manage all of these really uh, stressful lifestyles we all have. We, there's so many stressors, so many externalities, so much pressure, so, many, so much stimulation. Um, that it really causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure on, and a lot of mental load on so many of us, really all of us. And you know, that's the same for everybody, whether you're in sport or, or a professional of any sort or an entertainer or, or an artist. It really affects all of us because of the shared lifestyle that we have. And so I suppose that it was really an, an evolution of, of focus. Um, it's not so much that we've changed uh, who we're trying to help. It's more that we've realized well, if we want to help as many people as possible live happier lives, uh, our focus should be on helping handle stress, helping handle how well you can switch off after a day of um, intense mental load and intense stimulation and be able to switch off from that and get really good quality sleep. And then how much energy you have, both physically and mentally, so that you can handle all these things and and still do what it is that makes you really happy uh, outside of work. You know, a lot of people will talk about, you know, minimizing stressors and minimizing decision making and uh, automating tasks so that you have more mental space for the good stuff. And I think that's really important and crucial, but it's never going to have, it's only going to be just a marginal improvement. You know, the way that our lives go these days, you can't, unless you want to live in a cage or, or in a cave, sorry, as a hermit, 
you can't remove so many decisions and so many stressors and so many externalities that you're just going to, you know, be happy and live live on a on a sandy beach. It, it's, you can do some of that, but really, what we need to do is actually nourish ourselves to be equipped to deal with all these stressors. If you look at sort of more globally how our lives have changed over the last century or half century, across the world, across the Western world, we've gone from uh, a very physical workload to almost a hundred percent mental workload, mm. and 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 the the demands uh, for from our brain in terms of nutrients and energy intake are significantly different to you know the demands of protein and carbohydrates for your muscles to work, uh, and our brain uses at least twenty percent of the energy intake that that we consume. So that's that's why it's become such a good fo- such a big focus for us. Uh, it's it's not necessarily the medium itself. You know we've never been big on on trends or, or following or, or creating trends. We just want to we just want to help as many people as possible feel great. Yeah, and I remember when you first told me about the supplements, you were very um, keen to point out that the focus isn't on the fact that you're using nootropic ingredients, but it's on the health benefit that you're providing. And I was actually going to ask whether that had changed at all because I thought perhaps with people maybe becoming a bit more savvy about what nootropics are and um, perhaps specifically looking for nootropics. I wondered whether you might be um, pushing that angle a bit more now, but obviously that's not the case. You're, you're sticking firm to pushing the uh, the health benefit as opposed to the, um, the nootropic trend, as it were. The thing about these trends are, you know, you can ride a wave and get quick success, but Trends come and go, and the the thing about um, a word like nootropic is, if you take the broad and you know calm approach to it and look at the actual definition of a nootropic, it's anything that affects how your brain works. So caffeine is a nootropic. Um, uh, you know, ginseng could be considered a nootropic, uh, but so could methamphetamine drugs. And so for a long time, the o- the only sort of focus in in the media. Uh, around nootropic was, you know, sort of ADHD drugs like Adderall being used by college students to improve memory and, and studying capacity, and that didn't seem like a particularly helpful thing. Over time, you know, we've actually worked a lot on that, uh, on the public perception of nootropic. But what matters really at the end of the day is how people perceive us as a brand and how they feel using our product, and so. As a, as a brand holder, we've got to communicate our message as, as clearly and as best as possible. And if that message is that we want you to feel calm and relaxed and sleep better, I don't think the word nootropic is particularly helpful. Or if, if the message is we want to help you feel in control through the day and have more mental energy and better decision making and less decision fatigue, again, you know, for some people that are going to be really interested in reading all the blogs and listening to all the podcasts and, and kind of geeking out on different ingredients, yeah, they're going to really want to know. Uh, and if, if that's you listening, then, you know, I'm confident in the science that we use and confident in the ingredients that we use and the dosages that we use. And I'm confident that they'll satisfy you if you, if you really want to get into the research. But I, I still think that that's probably, if that's you, you're probably in, in the minority. Mm. And we should probably actually um, explain what these um, supplements are. Yeah, we have three key ones. So that's why I, I always come back to stress, sleep, and energy. So um, our sleep product is called Unplug. It's an award-winning natural um, sleep supporter that will help 
calm the nervous system and get you into a nice relaxed state so that you can A, fall asleep easier, but also stay asleep. Or if you do wake up, or if you have to wake up because you have a toddler, you'll be able to fall back asleep easier. And the goal is really so that you wake up feeling a lot more refreshed. And then for daytime energy, we have a supplement called Power Up, which, again, this is not a stimulant, just like Unplug is not a sleeping aid that will knock you out. Uh, Instead, it's something that really nourishes the brain so that your brain is capable of doing a bunch of decision-making your brain is capable of handling stressful situations better so that you can deliver your best performance, whatever the context is. And then the third product that we launched earlier this year is called Hormone Balance. And really here, we're just trying to help people handle stress. Uh, and that tends to be through the day, you know, being more equipped to, I suppose, avoid, you know, the mental burnout of so many stimulations, uh, but also the recovery from stress so that tends to be overnight. Again, so that you wake up feeling really refreshed, both physically and mentally, because you've nourished your, your body and brain to essentially bounce back from all those stimulations. So there's a lot of magnesium in here, for example, that will really help nourish the nervous system so that when you get up the next day, you're ready and you can go again. Mm. And are you finding that people take two or even all three of these products, or they just have one issue that they, they solve with your product? Uh, the, these products, you know, we've really formulated them to work really well together, but it's always a question, you know, there's always, I think as soon as you put anything in a capsule format, there's always a little bit of um, worry, you know, am I taking too much of this, you know, because in the back of your mind, you always have this kind of idea that if it's a capsule or a pill, it's a medicine, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not, this is just condensed food, so... And, and they're also created to work well on, alongside each other. So there are a lot of people that use all three and, and to fantastic benefits. But equally, um, some people, you know, sleep fantastically already and they don't need any help with that, but they need um, something that's going to, you know, help them avoid that afternoon slump and help them, you know, have that extra space and energy, both mentally and physically, that after a long day at work, you know, they can still go for a run or they can still have what it takes to perhaps be playful with their kids and and this kind of thing without being moody or groggy or having really bad decision fatigue. Mm. And um, with the hormone balance product, what is the audience there? Is it mostly females, do you find? Well, since, since the start of Motion, purely by being entirely gender neutral and by being, I believe, very, um, uh, warm and empathetic in our, in our communications, that has appealed to women more than men. So we tend to be about somewhere between 60 and 70% uh, female customer base. And that tends to be, broadly speaking, 30s upwards in terms of age. And, and actually, there's not really much of an upper limit. We have menopausal women, postmenopausal women, uh, people up to, into their 70s, 80s, and even 90s who tell us how much they love our product and how much it's helped them. And I think, to me, the, the most, you know, the, the thing that probably is the most gratifying is is when somebody tells me or tells us, I've, I've slept badly for 50 years and, and finally I feel so much happier and more relaxed and able to sleep better. I mean, that, that's just awesome. I mean, it, of course, it's terrible that you've been having poor sleep for 50 years, but to come along with a, with a solution after all this time and that they're so grateful for, that's just awesome. I do think that hormone 
imbalance or hormone balance is something that people have become more aware of throughout this pandemic. I think people being at home and just being more aware of what their hormones are doing to their mood and their energy and how food is affecting their hormones as well. Do you, do you think that's the case? I know that that's not why you brought out the product. But I think it's, got, it's really gone in different ways for different people. For some, the pandemic has been such a great time because they're comfortable in their home. They're, you know, they're able to uh, you know, look after themselves well in that in that context. But I think for others, it's very easy to slip into bad routines and bad habits, and without the stimulation coming from you know socialising or or the structure from uh, being in the office uh, properly dressed at a certain time every day, I think that that's, that's quite a big challenge for some for for some other people. So it's hard to kind of generalise too much. But certainly, one thing that's been true across the board is that generally stress levels have been pretty high. And, you know, it's pretty obvious when we're constantly bombarded with really worrying news headlines and it's very difficult to avoid these when you're stuck at home for most of the time, uh, whether they're coming from your phone or your computer or, or the TV or whatever. And, and we don't necessarily have people around us to kind of create a sense of um, relative relativity to this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So if it's say, oh, well, you know, yes, it's bad, but also... Look at all of us. We're happy we're and healthy. Okay right now. Yeah, <laughs> so when you're kind of in your own space, you know, the, those stresses can kind of snowball and create a lot of anxiety. So uh, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring hormone balance out sooner rather than later to help to help with these things, help just feel not transformed, but just okay again. Just just to feel like okay, I'm okay. Like things are not that bad, you know. And with the Unplug product, you ran a sort of campaign for a while encouraging people to track their sleep, didn't you? So a couple of years ago now. Yeah, it was about a year and a half ago now. We started off with 100 people and um, some of them had used Unplug in the past, but most of them hadn't. But they hadn't been using it at that particular point in time. So we essentially tracked their sleep for one month without Unplug and then one month with Unplug, and we started off with a weekly survey. So this is very much, you know, based on how people feel and their own perceptions. Uh, and I think that it's easy to forget about these things and, and dismiss them, but the best gauger of how you feel when you wake up is how you feel when you wake up, rather than some external yeah. piece of data telling you how you should feel. Uh, we started off by asking them a series of questions uh, around, some of them factual and some of them more tacit and about how they feel. So, for instance, things like, how long did it take you to fall asleep this week? And we'd ask them on a Friday, on average. Um, how many times did you wake up that night or on average that week? Uh, how did you feel in the morning? Things like, you know, were you feeling groggy during the day and the afternoon, this kind of thing. And then we, we did that every week for the first month and then every week for a second month when they took Unplug. Uh, and I think that one thing to bear in mind here is that it's quite difficult after two months to remember uh, how you answered a question eight weeks ago. So, you know, we always get people asking us, you know, oh, yeah, is the data valid? Um, you know, were people, uh, you know, playing the game? And it's like, well, you know, maybe some of them, but the, the results were so strong, like such big shifts. I was actually blown away. Um, so strong that it's undeniable. You know, things like uh, people were, on average, by the end of the second month, falling asleep 52% faster. Um, so that the latency time between getting to bed and falling asleep had halved. They were waking up less through the night. And I think what was probably the most awesome was they felt, on average, off memory, about 36% 
more refreshed in the morning. And the reason that's so awesome is that, A, that feeling is super important. You know, whether you have a wearable or not, that, that feeling, that first feeling of waking up and thinking, oh, I had a good night or or uh, I feel a bit shit, that is so, so crucial because it affects so many things for the day. Uh, and it has so many snowball effects. Um, for instance, what we found is that um, with with unplug and, and then in combination with power up, um, people have, on average, after four weeks of taking both supplements, uh, they will consume 25% less caffeine. And and so that has a snowball effect again on reducing anxiety and further improving sleep quality. So all of these things are you know working in combination. So that's why you know I actually even if you're only looking for more mental energy and you start taking power up, you might actually be also improving your sleep because without even realizing it, you're less frequently going for that second or third cup of coffee. And so this was all done by surveys of people just saying how they felt, so how quickly (laughs) they felt they fell asleep and how they felt in the morning, right? Yeah, so last summer we also did... Uh, a, a second study with Unplug using uh, the Whoop bands. Right. So now we were using, uh, you know, external data rather than, uh, you know, feelings and, and self-perceptions and self-appraisals. And in this case, what we found was that the most fascinating thing, and we did the same thing, we did a month without Unplug and then a month with Unplug. Uh, we had a smaller sample. It was uh, eight people, I think who did it, Um, maybe 10 people, I don't remember now. But what happened there was that the total time of sleep didn't actually change that much across the group, but the phases of sleep um, changed quite a lot, especially in the first week with Unplug. And it was so nice to see this data because it suddenly validated so many things that we'd had from from our customer feedback because people were, in the first few days of taking Unplug, quite often either commenting or complaining of very vivid dreams. And we were like, what's going on? Because this seems like something's happening in those first few days. And it was really clear from the Whoop data what was happening um, was that in those first few days, when you take an unplug, you, you're actually compensating for um, a, a REM sleep debt. So REM sleep is rapid eye movement, and that tends to be where uh, you, your brain recovers through the night. And if you've accumulated REM sleep debt, then... Unplug is coming in and giving you the precursors that you, so that you can get into more of that uh, restorative sleep state. And your REM sleep goes up, I mean, like 30, 40, 50% it was across the group. It was just incredible numbers. I actually think my REM sleep just, uh, it might have even doubled over those first few nights. And what that tends to be perceived as is more vivid dreaming. Uh, and so it, sometimes it's nightmares, sometimes it's just really vivid dreams. And so it was really nice to have that validation of, oh, all of that feedback, that we're, sporadic feedback we were getting from customers actually really makes sense. Uh, but what was fascinating next was that after a week of this, things really stabilized again. So you go back to a sort of healthy but normal level of REM sleep. Wow, that is interesting. So you encouraged the use of these um, whoop bands just to track sleep um, for that period of time. But I know that you've been outspoken on your, your thoughts of, of um, health trackers and the fact that it's a bit backwards to sometimes encourage use of these technologies, it, especially if you're in the business of promoting mental health, because actually these trackers can cause people to go the other way if they become mm-hmm. too obsessive. Can you just tell us a bit about your sort of key concerns there um, and how you think companies can integrate 
these services into their offering in an ethical way or a, a sort of conscious way? Sure. So my experience is mainly with, with Whoop, but I, I believe most of the wearables are doing similar things from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few different issues with, with the way that they're operating. Um, the first and most obvious is the way that they are interp- interpreting data uh, and doing overly simplistic conclusions from data. Uh, I'll give you a very simple example. When I was using Whoop, uh, you know, every month you get a, a sort of performance report, I think they call it. It would tell me that when I had stretched, I recovered less overnight. And this, <laughs> this is just so obviously wrong. What, what was happening is that when I was stretching, I had worked out a lot more. So right. I would do I would do like a really intense workout, and then I'd spend more time stretching that day, and I'd input all this data. And of course, the following day, I was less well recovered because I had worked out really hard. Right. But exactly. So it's incapable of, um, so, so far anyway, of um, sort of separating um, some inputs to you know, taking outputs out of that. It's, it's sort of not uh, cross-analyzing the different data points. And, it, and I'm like, you say you're extremely smart, you know, you have extremely smart data analytics, extremely smart reporting, and you really promote that about yourself, and yet you get such a simple thing wrong. And and from there, my mind immediately goes, well, you're clearly getting a lot of other things wrong if you can't work that out. Uh, very very simple. I know another thing could be if you, you might be sleeping more during the weekend uh, and recovering less well, uh, and so Whoop will tell you that when you sleep more than eight or nine hours, it hinders your recovery. No, yeah. <laughs> you were probably drinking or eating later or staying up later, yeah. and hence your recovery is less good. But you know the thing that I, I annoys me here is that you know this, we all know it, it's obvious, and yet we're using these these tools and, and they're giving us contradictive information and it's just, it's frustrating because um, it takes people further away from listening to, you know, how they how they feel and, and what they know to be true about themselves. Yeah. Well, it's like earlier you said um, you wanted to find out how people felt when they woke up because at the end of the day, what's important is how you feel when you wake up. It doesn't actually necessarily matter how many hours or exactly how much REM sleep, but um, if you feel refreshed, then that's great. And why would you then need a whoop tracker to tell you actually it wasn't wasn't that great sleep last night? You might want to feel not so great about that. Which which is exactly the second biggest issue I have with it. So the first is data uh, interpretation and extrapolation, which is quite wild. And the second is, um, you know, something that is meant to assist and um, confirm, in my opinion, what you know to already be true, uh, can very often give you wrong or contradicting information, which is extremely unhelpful to your mental health and extremely unhelpful to your own self, uh, your ability to be self-fulfilling in in how you feel and and your energy levels. And, And further, this is taking us away from what we also know to be true, which is your decisions through the day can affect your mood and energy levels. And if you don't believe it to be true from you know, your own self, you can look at research around this. Doing something as simple as going to a mirror and smiling at yourself improves your mood and energy levels. Really? 
Absolutely. And this is you know, proven science. And I think that when you hand over all of that, it's like you're outsourcing your, your self-assessment to something like a whoop band or any kind of wearable. You're removing that ability to affect how you feel and, and handing it all over to somebody else. And it's just not going to be helpful. So I think that um, fantastic tools if you want to test something in isolation over a short amount of time, very dangerous tools if you're just going to have it as your sidekick for a long time with no particular reason. Yeah, absolutely. It gets you focusing too heavily on nutrition and sleep and those sort of hard data elements of your life and forgetting about the little but really important things in life, like you mentioned earlier about friends and family. You might get a text with some really good news from someone that you know which cheers you right up and gives you energy for the rest of the day, but your whoop band's not going to know about that. Um, and, and Nikki, you know, um, something that really irritates me about this is, you know, I'm, I'm going on about these kind of new tools, but we have incredible, tangible, historical evidence that these things are unhelpful. All we've got to do is look at what happened when we were all obsessed with MyFitnessPal in, in 2012, 2014, 2015. I mean, all the way back in 2015, Women's Health was writing articles about how uh, that obsession with data and um, yeah. tracking what you were eating was not only affecting our uh, mental health and anxiety levels, but actually in very frequent cases leading to weight gain. So the very thing that people were using to track data and improve their, their health and weight was actually uh, impeding on their health and leading to weight gain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see it as well with um, things like um, Strava, where really exercising, especially like running or cycling, should be a really mindful activity that just you just do because you love it and it gets you into a good headspace. And when it becomes all about distance and speed, it, it loses that entirely. And I, I think um, people lose... 80% of the health benefits if they get too obsessed with those stats when they're... That was, that was the... Um, I'll, I'll shut up about this as soon as I finish this point. <laughs> that was the, the final nail in the coffin for me with mm. Whoop was when they... Maybe it was a feature, but I only realized that after two or three months of using it, I started using the... I don't remember if they call it clubs or groups where, you know, you can you can pool with other people and sort of share your some of your data. So... You can log in in the morning and open your group and or your team and see how well everybody else has recovered uh, and what their exercise score was for the previous day uh, and so on and so forth. And, of course, <laughs> our human nature is to compare. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we all know how quickly that leads to problems, anxiety and mental health issues and self-appraisal issues. Yeah. Why do you need to know that? <laughs> you just don't. Yeah, it's really interesting and, and definitely loads of um, supplement um, and just generally health and nutrition companies are interested in integrating these um, services into their services somehow, um, but they're just working out the best way to do it. And yeah, it, it, there's definitely some great opportunities there for, um, for sort of proving the health benefits of certain products, but yeah, it's definitely something to be conscious of. Yeah, this is something that we're working on at Motion, actually, um, creating a dashboard for people to track their progress over time, but in a non-invasive way. Uh, I think what part of the problem with wearables is that you're getting data, very rich data, every single day, if not several 
times of the day, and that is too focused. That you run too ma- too micro there. You really need to step several steps back and take a much more macro wide uh, lens approach to assessing what's helping and what's not not helping your health and, and well being. Um, and so that's something that we're working on. And part of that is to remind people if they've been, for instance, taking unplug for six months how much they've progressed because if you reach a new a new sort of new normal of well now I expect eight hours of fantastic sleep every single night, which is great, you it's quite easy to forget what it was like before. So part of our job is to uh, show people how much they progress and hopefully encourage them to continue on that route. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point because uh, yeah, it's not just about showing them that it works in the first place, but reminding them why they should continue taking the supplement, which is always the difficulty, encouraging consumers to continue using the products. This is where, you know, focusing on the, the benefits and how we want people to feel from our products, I think is so valuable. Uh, because, you know, if you've been subscribed to a product that's just called a nootropic for six months and you start to go, oh, I've actually spent quite a lot of money on this. You know, do I need it? I don't know. I've, I've not heard about nootropics so much in the news lately. Maybe it's maybe it was a, just a fad. And you, you, you reframe that into, oh, I've been using this product for six months and I have so much more energy and so much more clarity and my memory's improved. That's a completely different appraisal. That was Joe Welstead providing us with his thoughtful perceptions on the supplements market and his concerns regarding consumers' mental health moving forwards. Thank you so much to Joe for his time and thank you for stopping by and for listening to this Nutri Ingredients podcast. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thank you.